0: Well, my opinion of the game is very simple. Embarrassing. That was an embarrassing loss for the Golden State Warriors. Maybe Kylan Mills will be a little less emotional, maybe a little more rational. We'll find out. I'm not happy with Steve Kerr. I'm not happy with this Warriors team. We'll break it all down next. The Warriors lose. They're out of the in-season tournament. They're two games under 500. This is Locked On Warriors.
1: You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team...
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning five-dollar money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. Visit fanDuel.com/slash locked on to get started. You can follow Kylan Mills on all sh- social media platforms at Kylan Mills. It's her name. It's super easy. You can follow me, Cyrus Sautsis, on threads. That's where I, I'm I'm live posting during these games. And you could have read my frustration there, Kylan. That was embarrassing. That most of this game, in my humble opinion, falls on Steve Kerr for just a complete lack of ingenuity, wasting a challenge, horrible rotations and substitutions. We'll break it all down in a moment. But his his crutch of relying on his veterans—it's a failed. Uh, ideology in basketball it's a failed strategy you have players on this team that can make a difference your your bench your depth is the best part of your team and yet he resorted to what he always does either we win or we lose with these same veterans that are that are fading that are not the same players they were and i this is frustrating to no end kylan what was your reaction to the golden state warriors blowing a 17 point halftime lead a 24-point lead they had in the second quarter, and they lose on a game-winning shot by Malik Monk, 124-123. Your your thoughts and reaction.
1: The number one thing everyone is asking right now is why would you pull wing Moses Moody in the fourth quarter when he had the hot hand back-to-back possessions he made threes and the ensuing possession ended up being a foul called on a screen but he also made that three had it counted Mm -hmm. and he pulls him out that was the number one thing that frustrated me in this game Mm -hmm. just days ago Warriors head coach Steve Kerr said Moses Moody needs to play more well, who controls the playing time, Steve? <laughs> that would be you. And this game, to me, was a perfect example of Steve Kerr, to me, being too stubborn and refusing to rely on the youth and give them the true opportunity to win a game for the Warriors. And I do want to mention that Anthony Slater just tweeted out a response from Steve Kerr, asked directly about that. I don't know if you can look that up right now, Cyrus. I'll look it up, yeah. Steve Kerr was just asked in post-game, about why he pulled Moses Moody, who clearly had the hot hand. He went four for four from the floor, had 11 points in 13 minutes, was extremely production productive, and at that moment in time in the fourth quarter was making threes, was hitting shots. Why would you take someone out in that situation during a critical stretch when the Warriors were trying to extend the lead? What he said, according to Anthony Slater with The Athletic, was that – he felt like he wanted to rely on his veterans and that he wanted to get Andrew Wiggins back in the game, which was a big part of it. Now, Andrew Wiggins had a good game. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but figure out a way to keep Moses Moody in the game. I don't care what the lineup is. I don't care what the rotation is. He was hitting three, three, three. He made every single shot he took tonight. Why mm-hmm. would you take him out of the game? I don't care about the fact that you wanted to play Andrew Wiggins.
0: Yep. I, 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 Don't and, and it's take not
1: just that. Out. Well, I, we, we
0: have the sound bite right here. And, and just to add to that, he was he was putting in Corey Joseph over Moses Moody in this game. He, he's He The stubborn reliance that he has on, on a traditional point guard instead of playing the best player is, is where he really loses me. This was not a problem in previous years because we had Andre Iguodala. You had Sean Livingston. You had a lot of ball handlers. Draymond Green used to be a point guard for some reason in the last year and a half. That responsibility is not on his plate. His usage rate has dropped. So here's the Anthony Slater posted the the the, uh, the attribution he referred to. Uh, yeah, he's the first hear to that. I haven't this.
1: heard the actual video, by the way. I, I was just quoting what he put in, like, little description. So I would love to hear what Steve Kerr has to say about this because yeah. it is mind-boggling to me. Sorry. Totally. And,
0: and uh, no, it's all good. And hopefully the audio quality is good. This is from Anthony Slater's uh, Twitter account. Uh, here is Coach Steve Kerr. When
2: the mood was really hot in the fourth and, and he went away from uh, what was coming. Kind of- Moses was awesome tonight. Um, you know, we, we needed to get Wiggs on the floor uh, for defense against Fox, um, and we uh, decided to, to to go with with Clay and, and our, our vets. You know, we thought about um, you know keeping him out there, but um, you know we, we made the move that we made. He was, by the way, Moses was fantastic. You know, um, out of the rotation tonight to start the game. Um, Talked to him. Before the game and explained what we were doing. Um, the guy he reminds me of Loon um, Moses. He's uh, he's the ultimate pro. Um, just continues to work every single day and um, you know understands um, embraces coaching embraces the work. Um, he, Moses uh, he's a special guy. He's like a you know wing version of of Loon and um, and that matters. That's why he's going to be in the league for a long time.
0: So there you go. Uh nothing nothing logical in that. It was just strictly, I want to play. Uh, Colin, I'm gonna read to you stats here uh because I think they're important. The Warriors had a 17 point lead in the first half. Um, and, and even before then, they, they had a lead as much as 24. Klay Thompson looked good for a half. Uh, you just mentioned Andrew Wiggins. He actually looked good tonight for the most part. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you some stats between how these players did uh in the first half and then what their their final box score was, all right. Um, and actually, I guess we can just compare first half to second half. Let's just do that. So um, Clay Thompson, for example, in the first half was I thought was good. He uh, finished the first half. He played almost 17 minutes, was five for nine from the field, three for six from beyond the arc, had 17 first half points. Now, Clay Thompson in the second half. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, Clay Thompson in the second half, three points, one for five shooting, zero for three from beyond the arc and a minus 12 in the plus minus. Andrew Wiggins, first half, 18 points. He looked damn good. He was seven for 10 from the field, two for four from beyond the arc. Andrew Wiggins in the second half, uh, still had 11 points. So he might not be the best example of this, uh, but was zero for one from from deep, uh, had a minus 15 in the plus minus. Um, The the point is like, I'm looking at this this box score and I see, for example, Dario Saric, who has been one of the very few players that has been a consistent positive for this team. He played a whopping total tonight of 17 minutes. 17. Um, Why, right? I mean, that's a question that I think is is being begged here for a lot of these players. Uh, Charge, 17. Gary Payne, the second. Mark Spears reporting, by the way, he's going to get an MRI on that calf. If he's done, I think this season might be over. Um, Chris Paul had the injury. Obviously, that's a concern. But why do we not see Jonathan Kaminga at all in the second half? This is a player that we've talked about on the show repeatedly. He plays a lot better in the second half. Dude needs to to sometimes warm up in a game, and we didn't see him at all. But we saw Corey Joseph, and we saw Moses Moody, as you mentioned, get pulled uh, right when he had a hot hand. What happened to Brandon Pajemski, a player that Steve Kerr said now needs to be a permanent part of the rotation? I feel like he could have been useful tonight. He would have been more athletic than Corey Joseph. He would have helped with the interior. He would have given you some easy buckets by penetrating the paint. We didn't see him at all. We didn't see Brandon. Uh, we didn't see Trace Jackson Davis at all. The rotations are driving me insane, Kylan. What are your thoughts? To my gripes, <laughs>
1: uh, I, I agree with a lot of your gripes. I mean, I think this one is a game that a lot of folks across Stub Nation agree on. Like that, these this was a game that Steve Kerr fumbled the bag. Um, I, I none of the rotations made sense to me. I would have liked to see more Kaminga. I agree. I would have liked to see more Brandon Pajemski. The Moses Moody thing baffled me. I mean, 13 minutes. Steve Kerr, we just heard him say in postgame that Moody was fantastic tonight. So you just described a player who did not miss a single shot as playing fantastic, but you pulled him not only during a critical stretch of the game, but just didn't play him. Played him 13 minutes. Why was he out of the rotation tonight? I would love to know what the reasoning was. Which Kerr said he talked to him about before the before the game that Moses would be out of the rotation. He's played well all season, and Steve Kerr just said days ago at practice that he deserves to play more. So, like, what? I, I just I don't understand that, and I agree. I would have liked to see more Sharich as well. Um, I just and I think, that, for example. I think Steve Kerr could have played Andrew Wiggins there at the end of the game and still left Moses Moody in. To me, mm-hmm. he put Moody instead of Clay. You just pointed out how much Clay dropped off in the second half. I agree. He was hitting shots. He looked good in the first half. In the second half, he wasn't the player who had the hot hand. Moses Moody did. Don't put Clay Thompson back in the game then. He's, and it's not a shot at what Clay can do or who he is or anything like that. It's simply like play the hot hand. Play the hot hand. Play the guy who is hitting shots right now in this moment in the fourth quarter. As opposed to the player who can't hit anything in the second half, like what I just don't understand why that is is such a difficult concept because he could have played in there, and, and you know Moses Moody can play in the two, in the three, whatever, but he could have played, and Andrew Wiggins still could have been on the floor. Uh, so I just I don't get that explanation from Steve Kerr. I agree. don't get a lot of the rotations. I didn't agree with the challenge because you do lose that timeout when there were still three minutes to go. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Or at least I think it's not worth the risk. And based on what we saw, according to the rule as it's written, I think it was the right call in terms of the leg kick out. I I don't love the rule as it is, but still you don't risk the challenge there because you lose that timeout. That's another decision that I just don't understand. Well, and,
0: And what makes it worse is, like, that was a dumb challenge for the simple reason, as you said. It was obvious that he wasn't going to win it. I mean, how are you so dense that you don't realize the NBA has a bias against you? It's better be—you better be obvious in your challenge to win it. And then the very next play after that, Steph was called for this BS foul. The refs were insane tonight with the officials. Here's one thing I do want to take a huge issue with, though. Anyone in the chat or anyone out there who thinks Kaminga played a bad game, he played nine minutes in this game, folks. How could you possibly judge him for a nine-minute performance, especially when the Warriors were plus four when he played? It's not like it was a detriment in those nine minutes. No, he didn't score. Yes, he grabbed one rebound. But as you've learned with a lot of other players, should we start looking at Draymond Green's statistics to judge him? Should we start looking at Gary Payne second statistics to judge him? No, you see how they impact the game. Kaminga is a six-eight athletic freak. Yes, his three-point shot's bad right now. But it doesn't mean he's hurting the team when he's out there. And to play Corey Joseph eight minutes, that's not justifiable. Why is Corey Joseph playing eight minutes in this game? Why do you have to have a point guard all the time? I I just, yeah, the Kerr thing is just driving me insane. Um, And again, if you're going to point out that Kaminga had a bad game, point everyone else out who had a bad game as well. Because he was not the reason why they lost this game. He wasn't even out there in the second half. I want to talk about that that challenge you mentioned as well because that that to me is systemic of a much bigger issue with the Warriors. Uh, I got to give some love first to Fanduel, uh, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Let me get the graphic real fast right here. There we go. And look, the weather's getting cold, Kylan. uh, It's yeah. How how are you feeling about this weather? I I feel like it's frigid. It's very cold. I'm wearing like ten layers sometimes. I mean, I'm nice and warm in my home, but the moment I go outside, how is that affecting you? By the way, because we've got a here.
1: I get yeah, I got bad sinuses, so I'm not a big fan of the cold. I'm oh, also yeah, not nice a fan cold. of the Warriors going ice cold in the fourth quarter. Sorry, I just I cannot I like it. I like get it. I like it. over the finish to this game. But anyway, I like you tied it in. I, Yay.
0: <laughs> I love it. And look, as the, as the weather gets colder and and we're all hiding inside more, that's where FanDuel comes into play because you can watch sports and bet on it. And right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> new customers we need that we need yeah. that Todd. Yeah. There's, there's not much to cheer about with this weather there's not much to cheer about with the warriors
0: <laughs> and right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet 150 bucks if your team wins it's that simple if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season FanDuel the official partner of the
1: NFL You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Locked On's got a brand new 24-7 streaming channel. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Kylan's 24-7 on social media. Follow her there, at her name. It's super easy, Kylan Mills. Uh, Kylan, what was your th- – I mean, we, we touched on it for a brief moment, but that challenge sequence at the end was absolutely atrocious. Uh, what, what, like, what, Is there a way you can justify Steve Kerr doing that? I mean, I know Mike Brown did a, a similarly foolish challenge in the first quarter uh, which could have come to bite him in the ass, but they survived it. The Warriors did not. What, like, what do you think is going through his mind? And like, do you think, the, do you think Steve should, Like, he's got, I feel like he has like 10 assistant coaches. Like I'm guessing at least one of them is responsible for the challenge system, but I don't know. I'm not even making sense right now. I don't know what to say or do about this game. Just what, what are you, what are your thoughts on the challenges? Cause I'm losing my mind.
1: The, I mean, I also thought that Mike Brown's challenge in the first quarter wasn't a good one, but Steve Kerr, to make that challenge at that point in the game and based on the score and the time that was left in the fourth quarter, knowing what was on the line in terms of the timeouts, I cannot wrap my mind around it. It doesn't make sense. I do have other thoughts about the kickout foul uh, foul just in general in terms of the rule, but you know that the Warriors are not going to get that overturned. There's just no way and that's the way the refs have been calling it since this has been instituted, you know, that Steph Curry never gets the benefit of the doubt from any referee in this league. Like there just was no, I don't think there was any chance that that call was going to be overturned. Um, And so, and and even if you thought there was a slight chance, it is not worth risking. It is not worth risking that timeout in a game like that with three minutes to go. You can't stop. It just, it's and and it's color. not just that.
0: Do you remember the like? Was a Moody that was called for a flop? Was there a flopping call in this game? Like, or was it the other way around where they called it on the kings and then took it back? And I think that's there was like one play. I think that's there what was. it was. Like Moses Moody hits a three, they, and then they call a flop on a on the the new player with the kings. What's his name? Yeah, it's
1: a, yeah, it was. I would say it was called. On. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: And 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 they turned that and they completely flipped that around. They're like, no, we changed our mind. It's not a flop. And no, the foul happened after he put up the shot. No, the, the refs were atrocious. The free throw count tonight, 32 to 24 in terms of attempts. Um, what do you think the Warriors should do about turnovers? That was a that was a pretty bad issue that they had tonight. And I actually got that number wrong. I apologize. Free throw attempts uh, for the game was 42 to 30. Uh, the Kings had 12 more free throw attempts. Don't tell me that doesn't make a huge difference in these games. Um, but then the Warriors had 20 turnovers. What's the solution there? Is there one? I mean, I, 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 I know Steph. You have to live and die with some of his, right? He had five in this game tonight. Um, but it, it, is that like? I guess is it a coaching thing? Because usually, like, let's say you 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 look at other sports, right? Like, like, like uh, American football, for example, the NFL. If your team has a lot of penalties, if your team is committing a lot of turnovers, usually the logic there dictates that's a coaching issue, right? Like that means your team lacks yeah. discipline. Um. So, like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is is Kurt is Kurt just getting away with a lot here? Like, has he is he getting a free pass? What what are your thoughts on that?
1: To me, uh, the onus in terms of the turnovers does fall a lot on the players because number one, Steph Curry needs to clean it up. It, he always is gonna be more susceptible to turnovers because he handles the ball more, because he plays at a certain pace. I get that, but still every single game, and this was one that stood out with his five, there were a couple that just were not necessary. Like I still think that he could tighten up his handling of the ball. Uh, so in a game like this, I do think that some of the onus needs to fall on the players. And I think Steph could have cleaned up some of his turnovers. Uh, Draymond green had a couple, that to me were egregious that well, I was the like, end. come on. Yeah. Well, well yes, exactly. That last turnover. And I get, you're trying to push the pace at that point in the game and you're trying to get to, you know, whatever, but, you know, a tight game late in the fourth quarter. The Warriors knew they had to win by a certain score. Like I get that you're that there is an, an increased pace, but still Draymond Green sometimes has some turnovers that just feel totally unforced and unnecessary. Um so I, I do think there needs to be some responsibility on the players and especially the leaders like Steph Curry, Draymond Green. They've been high turnover. And I do think that they both need to take, to take some responsibility in that Andrew Wiggins had a couple, um, Clay Thompson had a couple. And again, now you're, you're looking at the guys who are supposed to be the leaders of this team. So I think that those, those guys especially can try to clean it up, but turnovers have been long been an issue for the Warriors. So I don't think it's a problem that's ever necessarily going to go away, but can they get the number down just a little bit? to try to help themselves out in tight games like this because you take away a couple of those turnovers you take away a couple of the points off the turnovers and the Warriors win this game so it's hard not to look back and think hey what if we hadn't turned the ball over those couple of times
0: we got another soundbite uh from Kerr that we're going to play in just a moment uh got to give some love to our second sponsor of this evening and that's prize picks I did not get to play prize picks tonight usually that's like a uh Something that consoles me—it's like a solace, right? It's like, okay, we lost, but at least I want some money. I, I just forgot. Uh, yeah. So that's on me, and I'm really bummed. That's how much I love Prize Picks, and it's—it's it's so much. Fun. It is—it's really fun. The premise: If you're an everydayer, you're familiar with this, right? You've heard this spiel a million times. If you're new, I'm going to teach you something. It's two to six players. All you're doing is betting whether or not they're going to score more or less than a certain amount. It's not just the NBA either. So you could have bet on Stephen Curry tonight, scoring, let's say, more than 29 and a half points. Uh, you would have lost because he scored 29 on the dot. Uh, and and that's where you got to really think about what you're picking. But you, you could also pick a player from the NFL. You could pick uh, someone from hockey. You could bet on a, a number of goals in a game, for example. Although don't quote me on that. I never bet on the NHL with prize picks. But I know it's an option. It's super fun. And right now, If you sign up for prize picks, they will match whatever you put in for your first deposit up to $100. That's a fantastic promo. You're playing with double what you put in. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. One more time prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100.
1: You are locked on Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Oh, the chat is on fire tonight. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads at Dog Wild. Anthony Slater is on it tonight. Uh, I respect the man for the work he does. And right now, he's the only person posting sound bites that we can immediately grab. Thank you so much, Anthony, for doing a lot of my work. And here is Steve Kerr discussing whether or not he feels the Warriors are in a free fall. Is is this 8 out of 10 they've lost now, Kylan, or 9 out of 11? Do you know?
1: I don't know off the top of my head, but
0: it's 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 not good.
1: It's not good, I can tell you that. I'll look it up while we're listening to Steve. (laughs) What do you want to say? We're not in
2: a free fall. It's you know it's early part of the season, and uh, we're losing a bunch of close games, and um, we we can see it on tape every game. Um, fouling, turnovers. I can only say it so many times. Uh, those two things have to improve. When they do, we're going to be really good. It. This was a conversation we kind of had last year, though. You know, I feel like it was fouling and turnovers. Does this feel different to you than than last year? Uh, and what it was, I mean, we would have the fouling turnover discussion a lot, yeah, there, right? Yeah. Late game yeah. issues. Yeah. I mean, is it yeah. does it feel like I mean, is there a concern that it's just kind of continuing a little? Of course, there's a concern, you know. We made those two things the, uh, the entire focal point at the start of camp, and uh, we, haven't, we haven't made those improvements, so we've got to we have to do it. Yeah.
0: All right. There we go. Uh, Kylan, at what point is the panic button being pressed from your perspective?
1: Oh, I, mean, I think we're getting close. <laughs> I think we're getting close because, you know, like how far in the season do we have to be a third halfway through to where this is who the Warriors are? And I hate saying that because it's given me deja vu back to last season where everyone kept feeling like at some point they're going to turn the corner. At some point, the light is going to come on at some point. This is suddenly going to shift and change. and The Warriors are always going to have all this momentum going into the postseason. And granted, yeah, they were able to win a series in the postseason and they played better maybe down the stretch. It never fully turned because the Mm -hmm. Warriors at the end of the day were a championship level team. And to me, they made so many improvements in the offseason. They should be much farther along and they should have a much better record to show than where they're at right now. What is the issue? I mean, I think it's a lot of issues. Steve Kerr was right in this game in that turnovers and fouling were a problem. But not having heard the entire press conference, I sure hope he's taking accountability for his part of the issue because mm-hmm. I think that Steve Kerr and his staff were coached in this game. The fact that the Warriors let a 24-point lead slip is just unacceptable. Yes. And there needs to be accountability also from the coaching staff.
0: Uh, let's say uh, 10 games from now, right? And the, and the Warriors' record after this is 8-10. and 10. Um, Let's say at the 28-game mark, the Warriors are, let's say, 10-18. and 18. Um, You know, there's been a lot of talk. I, 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 I listened to this one podcast, for example, uh, and it's a national show, and, the, and the, the topic turned to the Warriors. And it was a lot of doom and gloom. And these are very high-profile individuals. And in their eyes, Clay Thompson is done and and in their eyes uh unless we see a drastic shift in you know the, the the philosophy of this team and um you know both both these hosts in this case were we're talking about the warriors lack of size being a huge issue you've talked about that as much as anyone i totally support you in that as well um i agree 100% i just my gripes with the size thing started like a year earlier than you so i just got to, kind of for me, it was like a lost cause at this point. I love when other people do it because I, I immediately grab the coattails right on. But the the point is, it, it, if I can't see Joe Lacob giving up, I can't see Joe because the discussion turned to like, well, are the Warriors just going to be this team of of nostalgia? Are they just going to ride like their 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 core three to the end? Right? I don't I don't think there's a chance in hell that happens. Like like I can't see the Warriors going through two three more years of this only worst, Right? Because they're just, they're not going to get better. You don't get better as you age. Once you hit your thirties, it's very rare. So I guess my question to you, Kylan is let's say like 10 games from now. It's suddenly there are 10 and 18. Like, is it just stay the course? Do we start having serious discussions about trades? Do we start having uh, a serious discussion about maybe like players like clay and, and Wiggins who finally look good tonight, like sit like in the bench. And we start seeing like Moody and Kaminga and, and pods getting 30 minutes a game. Like, what do you see happening? Uh, if this continues because i I can't imagine like lake of and even kerr being okay with this long term what are your thoughts on that
1: um i think that before i don't think that steve kerr is going to have andrew wiggins and clay thompson ride the bench that's my first thought is even if this continues i don't see him doing it um is it the right move i don't know i think what we discussed in the last episode in terms of some of their minutes need to go to some of the young guys it now, Andrew Wiggins played well tonight. So, tonight was not necessarily a case of that. But if Clay Thompson and, for example, Andrew Wiggins w- was to continue struggling for another, you know, 10 game stretch and this was to go on further in the season, you've got to take some of those minutes away. And you've got to give them to some of the young guys, JK, Moses Moody, Brandon Pajemski, Trace Jackson Davis. Let those guys get more time on the floor. Um, I don't know that I'm ready to say yet, hey, like break up the dynasty, start throwing trades around. But I think if we get to Christmas and the Warriors are still at this pace where they are 500 or below, you do start needing to have hard conversations about what moves need to be made before the trade deadline to make this a contending team. Because the window is closing. Steph Curry is getting older. Yeah. Leigh Thompson has lost a step it is what it is. That's not an insult to clay. He can still, or at least has the potential to be a great player and a great shooter, but he's not what he was before having two horrific injuries. And no one can blame him for that. But at some point there does need to be a conversation about how can we change this year's roster to make this a contending team before we do start to have those conversations about when is this dynasty run come to an end? When, you know, when is time? Um, so it's a tough spot to be in the Warriors are mm-hmm. in right now because they're in this situation where they need to usher in the youth and they want to start giving those guys time, but you also need to respect the veterans and you want to try to continue to ride out. You don't want to pull a, a you know, Chicago bulls where, where, you know, you're breaking it up too soon. Um, so I think it's a tough place to be in, but there do need to be realistic conversations about how to get some of these younger guys, more minutes and, you know, do, do there need to be or can there be roster changes if this were to continue? You know, like I said, I feel like if we're at Christmas and this team is still 500 or below. Got to do something. Something's yeah. got to give. Like this team can't continue at this pace because that would be back-to-back seasons where they're 500. They don't advance in the playoffs. This, yes, they're not going to win every single title. Yeah, But to be 500 in the regular season with the core that this group has... Something's not right. You
0: Um,
2: look at the
1: starters from the 2022 championship team that won a title. They're all still here. That group and those top six didn't change from last season to this season from that 2022 title team. So to me, there's an issue. There's clearly an issue. This team can't be over 500 or can barely get over 500 in the ensuing two regular seasons. Something needs to change.
0: Yeah. Um, someone in the chat keeps saying Camingo wants to be traded. That's not true. I haven't seen a single report that says that. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw the report from ESPN about Andrew Wiggins. It was, a, it was a, a couple of interesting stories about him. ESPN had his full story today that talked about a lot of things going on with the Warriors. Uh, and we have time to quickly touch on this. But um, uh, Conor Luturno of the San Francisco Chronicle wrote a piece on Wiggins. ESPN the same day reported. Uh, and I don't know if you heard this, Kylan, that Andrew Wiggins came into training camp out of shape. They actually reported that, that. Mm-hmm. and this reportedly annoyed some people within the organization. Now I, now I did speak to someone else because when it comes to the warriors and information, I always like to get, you know, second and third opinions. Uh, and they called, they said that was a lazy piece of journalism. I'll leave it at that because they said that that was, that's an obvious thing that you could have read on the faces of everyone there, whatever that means. Nonetheless, people are upset in, within the organization that Wiggins came into camp out of shape he had a good game tonight again, uh, you know, and and if he plays like this all season long, that's a that's a salvation. The Warriors might have hope because his he's been playing awful tonight. He, he was 11 for 18 from the field, 29 points, 10 rebounds. Um, again, we need to see consistent consistency from him in that regard. But what was your thought on the, on the on him coming into training camp out of shape? Like that's ludicrous to me. Like even if it was injury related, the team should know that. And monitor his minutes accordingly. I I just feel like this whole thing's being handled horribly. What are your thoughts on on Wiggins coming into camp out of shape? Uh,
1: if those reports are true, it's terrible. I mean, I you know you never know. I wasn't in training camp, but to me, he did not look conditioned based on what we saw from him in preseason and early on in the season. It definitely looked like something was off, whether that be because of the aftermath of an injury because he didn't put enough into his training in the offseason. Who knows? But it, it's clear that he was not in the fittest shape that he's been in coming into a Warrior season. Uh, so that's an issue. But I think for any player, just in general, big picture, who's making NBA money to come into a training camp out of shape is unacceptable. That yeah. can't happen. The Warriors, if they want to have this championship culture, everyone has to be all in. Steph Curry has said that he starts his postseason train or his training in the offseason, like a week after the season ends. I yeah. can't remember what the exact date. Do you remember that? He, he came I out do. and, said it, it and it, Was it. He, he said like five days. It was something ridiculous. He was, you know, like he he and at his age, after all, he's already accomplished the fact that he's still that determined that he starts his off season training, you know, days later. It, it should resonate with the rest of the group and it should be the expectation with this Warriors team. It should be the standard, not just Steph Curry going out there and giving this team everything that he has. And that includes putting in the work in the off season. So I don't know the situation with Andrew Wiggins. I'm not trying to say that is what happened or isn't what happened. Was he dealing with an injury? Was there other things going on in his life? I don't know, but I just think in general, in the NBA, guys should be expected to come in in the best form of their life. And the Warriors trying to pursue a championship, every single guy has to be on board and has to be committed to that for this to work.
0: Agreed. agree. And... Let's quickly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. I want to. I just want to
0: quickly listen to Steve, uh, Stephen Curry, while we have a a, a second here. Here's Steph all in the game.
2: Steve just like he doesn't think you guys are in a free fall. Um, What is this moment right now for this team? How upset is the locker room with this loss?
3: And I mean, just yeah. I mean, like, where are you guys at right now? Yeah, obviously, after this one, it's gonna be tough to swallow just because you should have won that game. Played well enough to win for forty minutes. and knowing the stretch that we've been on, we were really motivated. I mean, the end-season tournament was a motivator for sure. We knew we had to win by 12 to get out. And that was in your head trying to you know get to the finish line, and then you end up losing it on top of it. So it's, it's a tough pill to swallow for sure. Frustrating. Um, you know, I think we all got to look ourselves in the mirror and figure out what we individually can do better. You know, in those deciding moments of a game, better decisions, you know, better discipline to not foul. All the little things that we know what, you know, impacts winning. And that's the only way we're going to get out of this, this little funk where, you know, you're playing hard and you have nothing to show for it.
0: There you go. Skylin. any final thoughts? We've got about 30 seconds. (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh, good. I've, been venting tonight. I've been venting tonight someone commented in the chat thanks for letting me vent we're all venting we're, yeah. we're all friends here we just gotta on to the next on to the next
0: yeah i'm not ready to i'm definitely not ready to, to wave the white flag but th- th- this is dangerous They're the warriors are entering dangerous territory and, and change is needed i think that's where i stand i don't know about you but kylan love you as yeah. always have a great rest of the week i don't think we're gonna see you the rest of the week uh you will be missed but thank you everyone Oh, that was brutal. Damon oh. Bruce Russia tomorrow. Bye-bye.
3: Yeah.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, I, feel like, I feel like Eeyore. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>